Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is the Zwiftcast, coming up on this episode. The British TV star overwhelmed by reaction to her charity group ride. It was the Zwift community at its absolute best. The Canadian living in Norway leading paracyclists from across the globe. Everyone can kind of look around the group and see, oh, I'm with people like me. I'm with my my crew here. These are my people. And the South African whose joyous videos about cycling in lockdown are making the whole world smile. It's hard for me to get onto my bike every day. But when I get off, I feel the weight is off my shoulders. I feel better about myself and I'm ready to go again. Well, as you might gather, we are very international this episode, which is a special celebrating the Zwift community. So a week off for Shane and Nathan. They'll be back next week and we'll have all the usual Zwifty chat. And there should be plenty of that as we do a game update and the firm plans for the tour for all are slowly emerging. But I wanted to recognise the Zwift community in a special episode. So I have three features which I really hope show how important, how inspirational, and in fact, how joyful the community is right now at this very difficult time. Let's start with Louise Minchin. Her ride raised £25,000, and that's still increasing, for the health service in the UK. But more importantly, it brought people together in an amazing way. Here's the story. Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast, to Louise Minchin. Now, Louise, I've got listeners all over the world, but you're like a big noise in the UK. So we better just start by explaining why you're such a big noise. You're on the telly a lot, aren't you? I, I like you that big noise, yes. Well, that's probably a good way of describing me. Um, yeah, I'm on the telly. Um, I present BBC Breakfast, which um, is actually factually the most watched um, morning programme in the UK. Um, I've been doing it eight years now. And uh, yeah, lots of people watch. I feel like part of a huge, enormous BBC Breakfast family. Um, I love my job. Um, and uh, yes, quite a few people watch it, about six and a half million, I think. Wow. Well, OK, so that's definitely big noise credentials established. Now, you know, you've now got a second family. You've got a Zwift family and uh, you led uh, a big ride. Now, I wasn't on this, Louise, but I, I, I was on at the same time and I saw lots of the chat. And goodness me, it was lively. Here in the UK, like lots of other places in the world, we're in a sort of lockdown. And um, so I've worked for the BBC for very many years and they were doing a big uh, a, a fundraising event on Thursday, which was called The Big Night In. And I thought, well, what can I do that um, is going to contribute to that? And I have spent many hours on Zwift. If you go on my Zwift profile, you'll see I've spent a lot of hours on that bike, doing a lot of, lot of miles. And I thought, well, why don't I do The Big Bike In? Um, and see whether I can get people to join and maybe raise a bit of money. So I decided that, um, you know, I wanted it to be a challenge. And I, um, so I chose quite ridiculously, really, in hindsight now, because it was pretty painful. Um, I chose 100 miles because I thought that was a good, big challenge. You're no Jenny come lately to Zwift. I can't even remember how long I've been on Zwift. It must be probably about five years or so. And it was in back, you know, back in those days when there were, I think there was only Watopia at the time. Um, I think on a ride, you know, maximum people on a ride would be about 40. And I'm just looking at the stats here on my ride. Um, there were 200, over, sorry, 2,700 signups, actually 1,623 people joined the ride. 
And you know what it's like these days, you get on there and you look and there's like 27,000 people around the world. And I've just, it's incredible. And I, I've loved it. It's brought so much, um, you know, just real hardcore training, but I just, I really enjoy it actually. Yeah. But you're a proper triathlete, aren't you? I mean, you've, you've raced, you've raced for GB. <laughs> Yeah, I raced. Um, so I took this, took up sport again. I left sport when I was 15. I was a good swimmer, but then got, didn't like how muscly I looked. My shoulders looked too muscly. So much my kind of real sadness now, actually, I kind of left competitive sport when I was about 15. Um, 30 years later, I took up sport because I did a cycling challenge in the velodrome for BBC Breakfast. I think 2014 probably did my first triathlon. Um, and then used to go to, I now realise we're called tri-babes, us little kind of... I'm glad you said that and I didn't. I, I'm, not, I'm not calling, believe me, I'm not calling myself that, but it's, I've been talking to lots of open water swimmers and they laugh at me because I turn up all kind of like in my wetsuit and they think I'm a bit of a wimp because I have to wear a wetsuit. Anyway, that's sort of a beside point. Um, yeah, so then I used to go to triathlons and I'd see people in these GB um, uh, tri-suits and I was like, how do they get those? And found out that, you know, you go to qualifying race, get qualifying time, and then you can represent your country. Um, so I sort of took that up as a bit of challenge in 2015 and went to Chicago to the World Championships. It was an incredible experience. Absolutely loved it. Gosh. So, yeah, you're no slouch on a, on a bike, for sure. Back to, back to the ride, Louise. I mean, the thing, the, thing, the thing that I noticed, and I was, like I say, I was kind of part of it, but not part of it, was... There was so much like really friendly chat. Oh, it was emotional. Oh, I mean, I was, it, it, I would get quite emotional talking about it. So, you know, I did this as I say, I expected only 50 people to join in. And I asked a few people that I happened to have met along the way, like Chris Hoy, for example, and Geraint Thomas and Dame Sarah Story and Lucy Charles. <laughs> I just sent them cheeky messages going, Do you want to come on this ride with me? They turned up. Uh, so that was awesome. The fact that we had some incredibly, um, you know, brilliant riders with us, but it wasn't, it wasn't that it was just, it was the Zwift community um, at its absolute best. You know, we went on that ride, people, there were people, and I've got a picture of my little mini Peloton. There were some people who started with me and stayed with me for the full 100 miles. They did not leave my side for a minute. It was amazing. And then they were all saying messages. And there's a couple of times when I mucked up because I was, multitasking and you know typing while zwifting and managed to sort of like drop myself from my own peloton twice i was like help guys help and they came back for me and then there was a good friend of mine who's another gb athlete um who was with me and she got dropped and i said oh can anybody go and help and then you know people i didn't know went back helped her back on it was just so i cannot begin to describe the sort of um feeling of joint endeavour. I mean, the, the chat was so lovely. And then people would say, oh, sorry, Louise, I've got to leave. And there were various points that people left, you know, at one hour or I don't know, 50K or whatever. And and then we, we did, um, at the, in the moment in the UK, we do this thing at eight o'clock on a Thursday night where we stop and we all go outside and do clap for all the people who are looking after us in the NHS, etc. Honestly, so I told everybody what we were doing. And at five to eight, there we all are on Swift, and all these cycling avatars came to a stop on the hill. My gosh, it made me cry. And I told them what we we're going to do. So we had 10 minute break. And then, you know, and then I gave them warning, two minute, one minute, 10, nine, eight. And then we set off again. And it was just, it was so special. And then there were people on that little peloton who, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know these people, but they were just, you know, keeping us together and encouraging people. And then 
with the last K to go, they were like, oh, let Louise go through on her own. <laughs> Honestly, it was really something. I'd never done either 100K or 100 miles on Zwift. And so many of us, you know, managed to do it because we were in it together. So it was it was really lovely. There aren't many benefits to lockdown, but th- but this really is one of them, isn't it? I just find, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really quite overwhelmed um, by, by the atmosphere on that ride and the fact that we all, you know, we're all at home and we feel, we might feel like that we're alone, but actually, you know, there's a whole, and in various different ways, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Communities out there who want, you know, we want to be together. That's human nature, isn't it? And actually that we can do it in different ways was, is inspiring. And, you know, mm-hmm. I love racing. I really love racing. And but you know, to be able to go and do that in my own sitting room, um, and to come out with the feeling that I do from races, which is, you know, still, I'm still running on adrenaline and that, that kind of joint endeavor, um, you know, it is, it's an incredible thing to do. And actually, I think it's a real lesson to us that we can think of different ways of doing the things that we love. Absolutely right. And that's a very positive note to end on. Uh, it's been lovely talking to you. Congratulations on the century. Yeah, I got my two new badges. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, lovely. Really nice. Um, and well done on the ride and well done to everyone who took part. Thanks very much indeed, Louise. Simon, thank you so much. Ride on! As Louise said, that was lots of people coming together in a joint endeavour. And there was another fine example of that in a ride which will now become a weekly fixture in which para-athletes were able to ride together. Zwift is a particularly useful tool for paracyclists and there's a thriving para-community. Jason Dyke decided it needed a focus. Welcome to the Zwiftcast to Jason Dyke, speaking to me from, I think, Norway, Jason. That's correct. I'm in Oslo right now. And you had the honour of leading what we think is the first ever group ride for paracyclists a few days ago. How did that go? I think it might have been the first, but I may not. Somebody could disagree with me. But uh, the ride itself went really well. Um, we had, by my, by my calculation, around 130 para-athletes from around the world joining us. And so this includes athletes who ride hand cycles, athletes who ride tricycles, uh, blind athletes who run tandems, and um, athletes um, who ride a regular bicycle but uh, maybe have modifications like an amputee. Wow, what a fantastic idea. And um, was it, when you say around the world, I mean, I guess it was reflective of what we're seeing on Zwift at the moment, which every time you go on, there are just flags from everywhere. It's true, exactly. We uh, we were seeing people from America, all over Europe, lots from South Africa. Um, Team GB showed up um, and represented well. Uh, some of like, their top national team members came to the ride. So that was really exciting. I kind of put the invite out and shared it around with a couple people I know in the paracycling community. And I was really thrilled with how many people uh, were able to join. And it was a great success. Fantastic. And did, did was it on a rubber band basis? So was it a no drop ride or? It was. Yeah. So I think um, I had to kind of make a special request to Zwift because it was a group ride. I understand most group rides um don't have that rubber band effect. So Zwift was able to accommodate us and give us kind of that that effect because as you can imagine in paracycling, you have a huge discrepancy in power output. Someone who's riding a hand cycle, you know, they'll have an FTP of around 
50 to 70 watts. And then you'll have top athletes like visually impaired athletes or um, like a baloney amputee. They'll be putting out 400 watts as their FTP for the top athletes. So you do need some sort of banding effect for the, the social aspect of the ride to work. And I don't want to sound patronizing. I know paracyclists and paraathletes hate that and, and are quite rightly too. But there must have been a particularly special sense of community about being able to ride together. Yeah, that was really encouraging to see. The The group messaging, the chat was quite lively. And a lot of people were, you know, connecting with friends and competitors from around the world that they would normally see at races this time of year. But of course, not this year, um, even though. Of course, everyone's on the same looking avatar. Everyone knows, you know, most people have it in their their name, what, you know, they're riding a hand cycle or they're riding a tricycle or, you know. Um, and so everyone can kind of look around, look around the group and see, oh, I'm with people like me. I'm with I'm with my my crew here. These are my people. Um, and so it, it seemed to have quite a strong communal uh, sense on the ride. And there's really strong feedback. So we will be running the ride every week now because uh, people really wanted really wanted it to keep going and like that sense of uh, connection that they got from it. That's really, really excellent. I, I guess the other thing that w- might be interesting about it is that's probably the biggest assembly of adaptive tech to get Zwift working for paracyclists that you'll find in one place. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it like that, but I think you're definitely right. There are some very, very creative setups um, for people to rig up hand cycles or all sorts of modified bikes on Zwift. So uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of creative rigs for that ride. <laughs> yeah, I bet there was. What what what's your particular setup? Um, so I um, I'm a coach. I, I don't have a disability. I really geeked out on it for a while, and I really wanted to see about how to rig up hand cycling on Zwift. And so I have a couple of hand cycles in my office, and I've got a bunch of trainers. I've got some basic trainers. I've got some smart trainers. I've got a bit of a mad scientist kind of setup where I'm I'm rigging up different bikes and different configurations to see kind of which one gives the most realistic setting and the most also um, the most enjoyable ride experience, I guess, where you know you're able to ride with everyone else. Wow! And how did you become involved in 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 paracycling? Is that basically as a coach? Yeah. So um, I've been a coach now for about seven years. So I'm originally from Canada. Um, and I was coaching in Canada, um, and it just slowly kind of, I volunteered at a local paracycling club, um, kind of showed up on a Tuesday evening and, um, that was my first exposure to this sport and I, I kind of really liked it and I kind of got more involved and I, you know, I slowly got roped in and, um, I met other coaches who've become mentors to me and then through some kind of st- random coincidences and um i ended up landing um my dream job in norway where i'm I'm leading the paracycling program here so um now now my full-time work is just para coaching so i'm uh I'm, i'm meeting athlete coaching athletes and you know setting up the program so that we can bring athletes to races and uh you know build up build up that yeah, and now you've you've transferred those skills and expertise and and passion to to Zwift. Yeah, it's been great. The 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 it's been really positive response. My you know I've been getting messages coming in from 
all sorts of places, people have tracking me down saying, hey, that was great. Let's do it again. So I'm organizing this through my national federation, the Norwegian Cycling Federation. And a couple other national federations are starting to jump into the Zwift paracycling game now with some other events. And uh, yeah, it's really exciting to see that something something stuck and people want it to keep going. So, well, it was an unmet need, I think, Jason. And I think probably you've just kind of you've you've just been a bit of a catalyst. I guess I just got lucky, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's great. I know my athletes that I coach directly benefited from it because they got to do this ride. And um, I mean, even athletes in Norway. I mean, we have athletes that live you know, 10 hours apart from each other. So they never meet here. So even Zwift is a great tool for within the country, but for them to then ride with other athletes and to, you know, message gym and to start to like connect with other athletes from around the world was, uh, I think very, uh, eye-opening to them, especially for my, my younger athletes and my newer athletes who hadn't really been exposed to the wide world of paracycling. They've only been, you know, just sticking around Norway, um, locally. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great opportunity for, for the, the whole program and for, and of course for everyone else. I mean, that was, what's so great is, um, everyone seems to be really benefiting from being able to have this social connection and ride with other people and maybe we'll do some racing at some point. Um, yeah. Well, this lockdown is a tough time, but it's absolutely fantastic to see some benefit coming out of it. And uh, you're doing great work there, Jason. Uh, Well done. And uh, a real pleasure to talk to you today. The the very best of luck with it. And this is going to continue for the time being, at least on a Wednesday. Yes, exactly. We've got it set up for Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central European time. And um, that will be continuing for the foreseeable future. And uh, yeah, so everyone's welcome to join if you want to support paracycling and uh, most importantly, share it with all your paracycling friends. Excellent. Great work, mate. Really nice to talk to you. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks for the call, Simon. Really good to see Zwift making some adjustments to allow that ride to happen. And as Jason said, that ride is open to anybody, not just paracyclists. So if you want to support the paracycling community, do join it. 7 p.m. Wednesday, Central European time. Right on. Now, a guy called Neto Smith is gaining quite the following in Zwift Facebook groups, and not surprisingly, his lockdown videos are a joy. So I thought it best to find out a little more about Neto. Welcome to the Zwickcast to Neto Smith. Hi, Neto. Hi, Simon. How are you? I'm good, but I'm always a lot better when I see one of your videos on Facebook and to see you laughing and singing and like dancing on the bike, man, you've become a bit of a star. Yeah, Simon, listen, I mean, we live in a very fast-paced world. There's a lot of things against us. So get your bike and ride it because it's there. You bought it, so ride it and have fun and play music at the end uh, in the background Maybe you inspire somebody or you inspire yourself or it's a way of dealing with issues. It's hard for me to get onto my bike every day. But when I get off, I feel the weight is off my shoulders. I feel better about myself and I'm ready to go again. The joy of cycling, you know, that is a thing. But I I think the thing that everybody loves about you is that that joy is like written all over your face. You know, I've never seen anyone look happier on a bike. It's a joy I feel when I'm on my bike. I'm free. The wind is going through you. You're just riding, you know. You have no care for anything, okay, besides being safe on the road. But 
you just you're just in another realm. You just your heart is open, your pores are open, you're taking oxygens, your lungs are wide open. I, I don't know which other sport will make me feel that way. You're talking our language here. Now, listen, Neto, you're not, how can I put this without being really, really rude? You're not the same shape as many cyclists. No, I'm not. I'm very big. You're a big guy. But you're, you also look like a pretty powerful guy. So uh, let, me, let me put it this way. So my weight fluctuates between 98 and 95. Uphill, I'm very strong. I'm very strong uphill. Downhill, I use my I use gravity. So I'm just working on the on the flat. So hence I don't have an issue with my body because my legs, we call them the Bugatti Veyrons because they can carry me. Uphill, no problem. Downhill, no problem. It's the flats that's killing. So I'm right now I'm working on the flats and trust me, but I'm not doing this for weight loss. I'm doing this to keep it healthy, to get my blood circulating and to sweat and get the toxins out of my body. I mean, the great thing about Zwift now in lockdown is, is just you see flags from all over the world. You, you know, you truly feel like it's a global community. Is it big in South Africa? Zwift, Zwift is, is, is big, but not as big as in other countries. I mean, when I, my phone goes off since I started Zwifting, and having all these people following me, my phone goes off literally the whole night. The few I have a few South African friends. One of my best buddies, the, the guy that introduced me back to cycling, his name is Josiah. He called me the other day and said, can we Zwift together? And we did, we did a nice ride together, I think, last week. And it was quite nice to actually have it with a lot of South, Af with a South African riding. It's very nice. I would like... All South Africans to join into Zwift, but I don't think a lot of them also know about it. Only the cyclists do know about it, about Zwift, but it's also the cost that goes with it. There, there can be no greater ambassador for cycling and Zwifting than you, Neto. It's always, whenever you pop up in my feed, that means it's going to be a better day for me. I really love to see the things you're doing. Keep doing it. Thank you, Simon. You'll see more videos. I'll try to do more videos and encourage more people. And anybody that wants to get in touch with me, my Facebook is always there. I'm 24-7 online. It's not, what I can tell you guys, it's not easy. Let's, 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 let's not... Let's not make a uh, lie about it. It's not easy. But the, the nice part is getting off your bike where you say, you know what, I've done five kilometers for today. Big ups to yourself. That's, that's, that's what you need to concentrate on. What have I done for me? Did I do one kilometer, four kilometers? Does not matter. The fact remains you're doing something. And if you can take the one kilometer over 30 days, that's 30 Ks, man. It's a great message and you're a great ambassador. Uh, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you for your time and uh, ride on. Thank you, Simon. Ride on! And that's it for this episode. A bit of a different style, but some stories really worth telling, I think. We'll be back in the usual format next step. Thanks for listening.